0: Ready for a
1: digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, lore, and more. So plug in because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. Yo, what is up, everybody? Project Atachi here. Welcome to another episode of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, your go to podcast for everything gaming and tech related. And we are kicking this one off with discussing the price increases of streaming services across the board and in gaming and not just, I'm not talking like games going up. We we already had that happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen again for another 10 years. These price increases bore me. (laughs) These price increases are really, really bad. Um, So for those who don't know, in case your streaming bills are about to come due and you are on PlayStation, uh your PlayStation network price has gone up. And I, I want to know if anyone's amount.
0: been getting emails for this because I have no. received zero emails from PlayStation, from from Hulu, or or, or, or sorry, Disney. And I guess some other services are going up and I I just, I don't, I want to know, like, am I just not receiving emails or is everyone just kind of not receiving them? Cause it used to be when they would raise their prices, you, you would get emails Mm -hmm. and you would get notifications and, and it would be a little bit publicized and it feels like it's being less publicized. It's, it feels like they're trying to hide it more so that it sneaks up on you because I haven't received emails for this in the last couple of, uh, uh, like uh, uh, price price increases for both Sony and, and for Hulu?
1: I think they change like where those emails go because you know our email companies are more strict now so they filter out spam they filter out marketing emails so they probably put them as such because they know that that goes under most email users radar <laughs> so instead of sending like direct Hulu, direct Disney, direct Sony. They send it as a marketing email. So it's more likely filtered to other parts of your inbox because I've had that happen. I had that happen with um, Stitcher. For those who don't know, Stitcher is shutting down, so there won't be Stitcher anymore. But the only reason I found that is because it was in a different section of my emails that complete. I usually don't ever check. And I just got curious one day and went and checked. And I was like, oh, yeah, Stitcher's shutting down. If you need to move your podcast, do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, this is important information, especially if people are still specifically on Stitcher. They're not going to know. Their podcast is just going to wind up wherever. Into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, into the abyss. When, when did Stitcher shut down? Uh, I think they shut down either this month or next month. Everything seems to be happening this month. No idea. And next month. And they sent that, but they sent that email out like I want to say like two months ago. Um, and I saw that and I was like, oh well, good to know. Um but yeah, Sony raised their prices and by no small margin. I think I think the yearly went up like forty dollars because yeah, I checked. It, it, was, to see, it was a
0: good chunk, dude. Like I'm yeah. sure I'm not the only one that saw that, like what the hell?
1: Yeah, and they did it, <clears throat> they did it quietly. There was I actually read an article that was saying, yeah, Sony's pretty much quietly raising this price. And I looked to see how much I paid for the year because I I did the year. I was like, I didn't want to worry about it every three months. The the year wasn't
0: too bad. I think it was like a hundred. It was 120. 117 or or, 120 bucks. And I mean, you get a lot for it. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's, it's a good deal.
1: Yeah. Well now guys, it's $160 a year. Jesus Christ, dude. I actually downgraded to every three months for what I believe is like 40 bucks every three months. All of them went up, even the monthly. They all went up and I was like $160 a year for 120. I could justify it. I felt like I was getting a lot for 120 at the palm of, you know, palm of my hand. I I could stream classic games. I could play online. I could get uh, bonuses and and PlayStation discounts, get games that, you know, I didn't have to technically pay for because it was included in my subscription, but I'm like for 160, I don't use all those features that often. The most I use is playing online. And lately, even I don't do that as much. So I was like, yeah, every three months, uh, for me. And they did it, and I'm assuming they're basing it off of when most of subscriptions were new. Because September, we're we're slowly going to enter into a new season. It seems like everyone's picked this month to do this stuff. PlayStation raised their prices about, I want to say, like two days ago. Um, and behind them, Hulu, the only way I found this out was by logging into Hulu, turning it on. They're like, oh, hey, by the way, we're raising our price uh, September 12th. Mind what you, is, I logged what, what are in What did they raise it to? Um, if you're on the Legacy, because I was on the Disney Legacy, so I was grandfathered in. Yeah. Um, The Legacy is going up to almost 20 bucks a month. So they're almost ten dollars. It's almost it's eighteen ninety nine, but once you include taxes and all that, it's basically ten dollars per streaming service. So they're charging you about twenty bucks now. Netflix going up too. I think they're going up next year. I think they're going to hang. They, they in just there. went up. Yeah, they just went. I think up they like give two, it at least a year. Ago.
0: Jesus, man. You know, so it's cable all over again. Yeah, it's it's worse than cable. It's getting it's going to be worse. We had like a good ten or so years of uh like streaming service golden years Mm -hmm. where everything was you know eight to fifteen dollars, and you you there was a time period. It was like a four a three or four year time period where you actually could have all the streaming services and it was still super cheap. Yeah, and now they're all all of these streaming services each one individually costs more than when you had cable and you wanted like HBO to be added on remember you used to add on like HBO or stars and it was like an extra 6 bucks and we used to look at that like a lot hmm. we'd be like oh we don't have all that all, all those packages because that adds up right and we 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 thought about it like that like it just adds up into a huge cable bill you didn't want to have a huge cable bill and now one streaming service is 20 dollars yep that's just and they're doing insane. those packages
1: kind of things too because if you go on like amazon you can add to your amazon prime and bundle in paramount and bundle in high dive and you can and i'm like this is cable all this is what cable did all of the, the only difference is no for the most part no ads unless you're on the ad plan which to justify their price raise and they're like, oh, well, we're making more accessible ones by adding ad tiers. And the problem is <clears throat> everyone who's already been paying in the lower end that used to be no ad tiers, those are becoming ad tiers as they increase the price. So you're paying more when you are already paying for, for something you want to remove. You wanted ads gone. you were already paying for that. Now they're saying, no, now you got to pay more but we're still increasing the price of your tier and taking away the feature you paid to not have. Now I'm going to, I'm going to
0: attempt to, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate. here. Okay. So, so I want you to help me out here because I, I want to know if I'm missing something. So traditionally with cable and TV, a lot of these networks are able to S to be funded by commercials. It's because of the commercials that they're funded. Right. Mm. So if everyone is, if commercials are no longer a thing, would you say it's justified for them to raise prices in lieu of having commercials? Or do you feel like we've crossed that limit and they're just getting greedy?
1: Honestly, I think they're just getting greedy and they're using uh, companies and commercials as a shield because what happens is these companies, they, they, they have, they go to, uh, let's use YouTube as an example. Um, everyone knows about the YouTube apocalypse and all these companies go to YouTube and say, how many people are on your platform daily? How many hours of video do they consume? And then YouTube gives them the number and it's like in the billions on the daily years of video content consumed daily. Um. And they go, okay, we want for our product to reach those people in your audience. And we want to reach X amount per day. And we will pay you. But our our ads have to reach X amount per day. And YouTube agrees. They say, okay, pay us this and we'll make sure your ads get to X, Y, and Z. So let's say a company says, all right, we'll pay you a million dollars for our ads to reach two million people a day. Or something like that. I'm just, you know, I throwing out hypothetical numbers. I don't know like what their actual agreements are. So what YouTube has to do is they have to push these ads to hold up their end of the bargain, justifying the money that they, you know, that they got. But you also have to consider skippable ads. If you skip an ad, they go, well, this person saw part of the ad, but they didn't watch the whole ad. We're not paying you for that person. So they have to double down on where you skip. Someone else has to get like two, three ads because they got to make that quota. And with streaming services, um, what really happened is we as consumers, we got too excited for all these big name people into streaming movies and TV shows. You know, back in the day, Netflix and all that, that was niche. You had B-list actors, you had animations. So when a big name came along for a Netflix exclusive or whatever exclusive, you were like, oh, sh- this is nice. They got so-and-so in here. But that costs money. And Netflix really set off the trend because then they were like, OK, everyone wants AAA actors to watch our stuff. Well, that costs money, and it's the companies that are paying to have advertisements that are basically footing that bill. Um, but Netflix, in itself, pretty much did away with ads for a good while, but now they're bringing them back at the you know a lower a lower tier. And where the ad companies are paying for us to see them, they're not paying as much to keep supporting these bigger shows, these bigger movies. So that cost has to go somewhere and it's to us. And instead of them just easing back and saying, you know what, maybe we don't need all these triple A movies, triple A actors and stuff. Maybe we take like a year off from this or a couple of years off from this and just go back to our roots. They've made a lot of money because these, these people are, are, a draw for them. So they have to keep raising the prices. That expense is now pushed off onto us.
0: And um, I would think, too. They they've had, you know, Netflix and you know Hulu and, and and others as well, but but mainly Netflix has had a lot of really good shows, a lot of really good movies, but just as equally they've had a lot of massive failures. Hmm. So I'm sure they've lost a ton of money.
1: Yeah, and they're gonna make and, and they leave, gotta make it up.
0: The cut the consumer has had to be the one to absorb that failure.
1: Yes, yes. Basically, we're the cushion. We're we're the one footing the bill and. It's kind of fucked up. They fuck up a show or movie. They they
0: that's what's going to happen to The Witcher. Witcher's a prime example, right? Uh, you got these arrogant, cocky writers. Uh, the director. No one wants to listen to anything. No one wants to do the source. They ended up losing their main guy. Yeah, and and now it's going to fail. We all pretty much agree it's going to fail. And when it does, they would have made money, but then they're going to lose money at the end. And then what are we going to see? we're going to be the ones to, to pay the price and they've done this time and time again. I think the witcher kind of got away with a lot of stuff because it had a couple decent seasons, especially for people who could care less about like book lore. but you know, a lot of failed anime adaptations and just a lot of really bad movies in general. Um, yeah. I, I, and it kind of seems like we just take the brunt of that and absorb those failures.
1: Pretty much. And and also because for every person that isn't seeing an ad, they're losing money, as so to speak, because you pay their con until they update their terms and conditions, which they can do whenever they want. And this is probably the stuff that's in the fine print that we don't read. Why, when you asked earlier, how come we're hearing we're not hearing about this? They're just doing it. It's probably in their terms and conditions. They gave themselves leeway to not warn people because if they give you enough advance and they say, say in January, they tell you, we're raising our price in September, October, November, we're raising our price at the end of the year. It's going up by X amount. More people are going to be like, nah, I'm gonna cancel now. And, they, and then I'll just come back for like a month when a show I want pops up
0: but maybe wait until there's popular shows that are being released to raise a price. And then they're stuck between wanting to pay a few extra dollars and, or not seeing the show that they're really into that just came out.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing for a lot of them, like I said, because this month it seems like everyone's raising their price. It's I'm assuming everyone's ready to roll out some new stuff, roll out new shows, especially with Hulu and Disney. They just rolled out the Ahsoka series, which, has been doing really well everyone loves the show so this is this was the perfect time for disney to be like by the way we're raising our price so everyone who's already in there paying a certain thing they're like all right you know i'm i'm you know
0: hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
1: I'm good where I'm at. Now it's like, are you, do you, if you want to finish the series, you got to pay the new price or miss out. And it, it really, it really sucks because like you said, it's worse than cable because with cable, it was one company that you were paying and everything was in one place. You, 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 you paid whoever you paid, Comcast, AGT, whoever you paid for your cable, you just paid them and you had access to all your packages and whatever. But with streaming, you're paying like fifty different companies, and it's so hard to keep up with all of that. I think the closest you have to a hub is Apple TV, and you got to pay for Apple TV to even be a hub.
0: Yeah, Apple TV's been out since about when Netflix started. Yeah, they, they've been out and through, it's basically I mean, just I a hub. I mean, it used to be you used to actually have to have the box back before uh, smart apps like really blew up. Yeah. And then you could start um casting from your phone to your TV and 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 smart TVs took off. You had to have that little Apple box. That was the only way to watch Apple TV.
1: Now you can use anything, Fire Stick, and whatever.
0: Surprisingly, I, I will say surprisingly. I mean, it's been around for what 15 years or so, a little more, maybe. I mm-hmm. give or maybe I don't know, more or less, give or take about 12, 15 years. Surprisingly. <laughs> Apple
1: TV's $699. Because it's mostly a hub. It's and they only, have like
0: good shows. Like a lot of their shows are really good.
1: Yeah. Where they're making their extra money is the cut they get from people packaging other streaming services into Apple TV. Oh, I gotcha. You. Because you can use Apple TV because but because even though I don't have Apple TV, but I use Apple products when a show of mine updates on Crunchyroll that I might've passed through like on my trial run of Apple TV. When a new episode comes out, Apple TV is like, Hey, a new episode of your anime is out. Watch it through Apple TV. So I could like just have Apple TV. I don't like
0: packaging. And this is why I've tried packaging twice and both times were, were through Hulu. And once, uh, this was a couple years ago. It was, uh, it was Funimation. And then another one was like, I think it was HBO. It was right before it was HBO Max, before they went down the whole thing. But I had noticed that on the Funimation website, what you have available directly through HBO and Funimation, at least at the time, you did not have all that same equal amount of stuff, even though you were paying the same price to have Mm -hmm. them added on. You did not have access to all the same stuff. And it really made me mad. So. Ever since then, I've never like packaged anything.
1: Yeah. You're you're always limited in some way. Um, for me, when I did the legacy bundle with Disney and Hulu, back at its prime when it was really cheap, because this is actually, I think, their this is actually their second time within like the last two years of raising their price. Um, because when I did it, it was like it was way less than 20 bucks. And I got Hulu and Disney Plus both ad free. Then when they first did their price increase, they were saying, hey, <clears throat> your Hulu ad tier is no longer going to be ad free. You're going to get ads, but the price is going to go up. So I'm paying more for less. Whatever. And and I couldn't separate the two. They're like, oh, you know, you can't like I, I just I just wanted to at one point I was like, well, I won't do Hulu. I'll just do Disney. But then. Uh, the price will jump up even more. Cause then I'm just paying for Disney and it, it became a whole mess. I was like, all right, I'll stick out, stick, stick, you know, stick it out. And now here we are a year later in the raising the price again, but I'm not gaining anything from it. I'm getting, I'm still getting ads that I originally paid to have removed, but I'm paying more, but I can't make adjustments because it's a bundle. <laughs> so I either cancel everything and start over fresh. Or again, I tough it out, and they know it. It's more, it's more complicated to cancel a streaming service for people than you think. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just go in and I'll cancel it. But how often do you think to yourself, I cancel? I need to cancel after you've already paid it, and then you see how much it costs, and at that point you're like, well, I already paid it. I guess I'll use it this month, but before that next month, I'm gonna cancel. It's crazy because
0: I've I've heard a lot of people explain. Explain it kind of that that way for the most part, but it kind of—I don't think a lot of people. It seems like a lot of people don't understand that if when you cancel a service, it it, it's not in your face, but on that page in like little fine print, it tells you that your you know your subscription is canceled, but it is good until X date, Mm. so it'll just automatically turn off on a certain day. And I feel like a lot of people just miss that. Yeah. Because depending on the on the 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 app or platform or electronic that you're using, it's not obvious. Yeah, I know like if I've when I've canceled on the computer, it's obvious. You know, you have like a big old window and it's kind of in your face. But I've canceled stuff before, like on my phone and stuff, and like it, it didn't really tell me. Or if it did, it was just very hard to see.
1: Yeah. Cause if you've already paid for the the month, like your bill came due and you paid for it that's the perfect day to cancel it. That moment you see that you paid and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so expensive. I don't, that's the day to cancel it that very yeah. day because you're good for the next 30 days. You can still use it for 30 days. You've already paid for it there. Unless they shut down that moment, you're you're good. Like you said, so like enjoy your last 30 days and then that's it. When it's gone, it's gone. A lot I wonder, think, Oh, well, yeah, I'll be heartbroken and, yeah, I wonder no. how
0: HBO discovery is doing or, or whatever the hell it's called now, because when, when they switched from HBO max to whatever the hell it is now, I remember max. reading yeah, whatever. I remember reading <laughs> that they had lost so many subscribers because they changed the name again. They changed the format. They changed the price and they had canceled so many shows that mm-hmm. people like that. It, it felt like it was completely destroying that platform which is too bad because hbo in general like historically hbo by themselves makes really good stuff they make really great shows right like there's there's compared to other platforms you're you're not going to find near as many just, just bad shitty shows yeah it's not like netflix when they come out with a season of something and we're used to it probably getting canceled like hbo they did not have that problem yeah. so i'm, I'm kind of curious i haven't I thought maybe maybe you did because I, I don't know. Like I haven't kept. The, I haven't heard HBO's name in so long. They're not.
1: They're Warner not in Brothers dire fucked Streets them. yet.
0: Warner Brothers Discovery fucked HBO over so bad.
1: I think what's happening is they wanted to shift an audience. They didn't want to cater to the audience they had. Warner Brothers uh, or Discovery, at least, lean into more of the. Oh, crap. Now it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of the genre. Reality
0: yeah, shows. Because HBO was very strong in uh, fiction, crime, drama, and fantasy. Fantasy was getting huge.
1: Yeah. They didn't want to cater to that audience um, because it probably didn't have enough buzz and interaction. And Discovery was all about those realism shows, re- reality shows. And while it's a genre, we're not into... It has a huge following. And this goes back to something uh, that I was learning about marketing. While we think it's failing because it's not catering to us, they're probably rebuilding steadily. They they're paying the price now to clean house. But with what they're going to put in place, they'll make that money back. Because one thing I learned about marketing, they always said you want to, uh, especially with products, the audience you honestly initially want to sell to isn't guys and HBO was honestly aimed at us. Those were things we were interested in, but they also know we don't always pay for the things we're interested in, especially that are not tangible. We'll buy our tech, we'll buy our gaming and we'll buy essentials to survive, but we're not big on spending money on things we're not interested in. So they had to market to people that are going to be willing or able to convince someone to spend that money. And that's where the female market comes in. Discovery had a huge female viewership for true crime, reality TV. They're a huge I wonder why market. combine them then. Um, be, I don't know so much if they're combining them so much as purging. But also remember what I said, being able to convince someone to do it. Most of the time, us on our own are not going to watch a reality TV. No, I, I think most,
0: I, I don't know any intelligent people that, and I, I, I feel very strongly this way. I, I've never met a person in my life that is, that is intelligent, that I respect and see as an intelligent person, and they purposely watch any form of reality television as a pastime.
1: Now, here's the thing, they may not be actively watching it. And this is where I'll play devil's advocate because it's these shows know what they're doing. At a glance, we think it's the stupidest thing. But your girlfriend's cooking in the kitchen, she's doing something around the house. She has it playing in the background, right? And then it's this episode of some drama. So-and-so cheated on so-and-so, they caught it on camera. It's this thing, in theory, sounds stupid, but when you see it played out on the screen. And I've seen it many times. It's happened to me. You're just passing through money in your business thinking this is stupid. And then boom, drama's happening on the screen. And you're like, what the heck are you watching? And while she, she's doing a million things, you don't know
0: what you're watching or why
1: watching, but she yeah. breaks it down for you in a way she knows will catch your attention. Yes, man. She knows.
0: I get like, I like crime and drama. Like it, it shows like that. Like I'm all for, but like just basic reality TV. Yeah. Like even jackass, like, like, j- like, I don't know if Jackass, I guess it was kind of reality. I guess. Yeah, it was reality. It's one of the TV.
1: OG reality shows. Like, I would
0: admit, like, there's some funny moments to it. And it and it became as big as it was, I'm sure, for a reason. But, like, also, it was really fucking stupid. <laughs> like Yeah. Come on. Like, and I was never. Just I believe, never sat down and me, was like, I'm going to watch this for three hours.
1: Yeah. But that's basically what it is. They're they're catering to the female viewership audience because they're more impulsive buyers and they're better at convincing us to purchase it. You know, if the subscription was originally under his name and he had HBO and he's paying the subscription, he's like, ah, I don't want to anymore. She's more likely going to be able to convince him to keep it because her favorite shows are on there. And he is to keep the peace, keep her happy. And then she in turn helps them gain a viewer because while she's passively watching her show that he originally thought was stupid, he walks through the living room. He's like, "What the heck is this?" She like I said, she explains it to him, and now he's interested. <sighs> Look, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm sorry
0: I'm going to upset people, but if you watch reality TV on purpose, I don't respect you. I, <laughs> I, I don't respect you as a yeah, human Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of reality, but that's probably what's happening because if they were in dire straits, they I think they would have just closed up shop. Like they'd have been I mean, what? I uh quiet for a reason for plot. Because, what, Quibi, they came and went. there the was some hell other... is Quibi? Exactly. Quibi. <laughs> no idea exactly. what that is. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Was that an app, exactly. like a like a television? It was a television
1: app. You, you were supposed to be able to watch episodes really quick. I think it was like a British Really quick, was... like faster? <laughs> what? I, they were like short episodes. Uh, okay, like, like, was, like shorts? Series. Like television yeah. shorts? I think they were like television shorts, but they were actual series with stories.
0: Oh, you know what? This is starting to sound familiar to me. I'm gonna have to look it up. I bet I know what it is and I just haven't yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it. In exactly.
1: A while. Yeah, it lived up to his name because just that quick, you forgot what it was.
0: <laughs> is that <laughs> so, irrelevant
1: after a while? Yeah. So when they're when they're in trouble, they you know, they, they pack it up. But nah, I think I think discovery is keeping it afloat with the with the reality shows. People watch that stuff what the appeal is we personally do not understand but there's an appeal for it
0: I maybe people who are only really in the reality TV maybe they look at the science channel or fantasy or action or anything thought provoking and maybe they think the same way I think about reality TV
1: uh, I, usually yeah I, yeah 100% we, we cannot understand each other we speak nor will i languages. try next next <laughs> but for anyone who watches reality tv why do you find reality tv interesting i honestly want to know what you. is the appeal of reality television um and what what gets you really into it like let, let us know we'd love to hear about it what do you guys think of these price increases all happening pretty much simultaneously are you guys going to keep your subscriptions? Are you going to cancel them? Are you going to change how often you pay for your subscription? Um, What do you think these prices are going to look like two years from now? Because like I said, every year it's something new, something goes up. And what is your cutoff for a streaming service price? We definitely want to hear from you guys. Uh, But that is all the time we have for this episode. You guys have been amazing. If you love this podcast, support us. Check out all the links in the show description. Visit our website, osntechmedia.com, and buy some of our merch. Help represent the GZ Shop Shop podcast at eosnmediashop.com. Get yourself some amazing, amazing merchandise. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash osnmedia for more exclusive content. Anyway, you guys have been amazing. Take care of yourself and each other. And we'll catch all you wonderful people in the next podcast. Later.